You know what time it is. Good morning. It's time for Planet Earth. Episode 200. 200. That's a lot of numbers. (laughs) Both of us were like, oh shit. (laughs) It is kind of surreal to think about. Yeah. The sheer magnitude. The the girth of this podcast. People have been doing podcasts for years and don't even reach episodes. Since the beginning of time, really. 100 episodes. (laughs) Yeah, no, for, for real. Yeah. Fireside chats. That's how podcasts started. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> that or the radio broadcast from <laughs> World War II? No, uh, no. Just I'm Franklin saying, Roosevelt. No, literal, literal fireside chats. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, that too. That's, <laughs> that's why that was called that. You know, that's why they named it that. But Right. I wish I could have... Actually being by the fire late into the night, discussing, trying to solve the world's problems, all that jazz. And we love trying to, to, to solve to, the world's problems. No, 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 no. <laughs> Although we could if we needed to. But we, we love to we <laughs> love to talk about the things we like. If we were called upon. It's a very human mm-hmm. response. Yes. Uh, but we in particular, the reason we've done so many casts is because we like so many things. We That's love true. so many things. We like things. And Which is shocking because oftentimes I feel like I'm dragging you through the mud. No, 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 no. I always enjoyed talking to you about things things. but i also enjoy talking to you i let it be known i i even though i i was thrilled at the prospect of doing this sort of a cast with you i've i've always been kind of close to the chest with my own thoughts it's who i am so it's it's been a process getting me to kind of (laughs) broadcasting talk about my feelings inner feelings yeah yeah i feel today will be a very uh, strange turn for us <laughs> it's it'll be a very kind of like one of the more indulgent episodes uh what indulgent. For, for our ego i guess i you know it's just a meta cast we're uh talking about the cult podcast for a number of reasons what is it <laughs> yeah what is it who is it why is why it? is it <laughs> and when will it be <laughs> <laughs> yeah the people want to know what is the what, cult podcast. What the Why heck's the going on? Why the fuck did you name it the cult podcast? Well, <laughs> we're here to talk about what our show is, who we are as people, answer a couple questions, two hundred episodes, and then talk later. about <laughs> and then talk about the state of the cult podcast going forward. Because if you've been listening to us at all, uh, this might be interesting to you because you you feel like you know us a little bit, probably better than we do. Yeah, probably better <laughs> than we know ourselves. But yeah, let's start with why, why did why we name we it this? the cult podcast? Yeah. No, what, why, why do we name it that, Gabe? Why? We tried to answer this in the first ep- couple episodes of our podcast, all the way back at Parasite. Well, we workshopped a few ideas uh, at the time. That's true. Set the stage. This was circa January 2020, <laughs> moments before the pandemic. Yeah. And... uh we had a few ideas for names, and um, it's tricky because Stephen wanted to hit all the important things with the name. He wanted to hit what it is, <laughs> which is a pop culture podcast, but you can't, <laughs> you can't just name yourselves. Well, you can, but there's a lot of pop culture podcasts. It may be the most common kind of podcast. 
Well, yeah, maybe. And so if you're just, you have to make your name, you got to put a little spin on it, you know, <laughs> something a little unusual to like, to really grab. I wanted something. Eyes and ears. That was like pop culture podcast meets indie flavor. Like culty like, stuff. Like, like cult classics. And, I, and so we were playing with the word cult and culture. Anyway, we landed on the cult the podcast cult because it's a combination of pop culture and podcast. W- and when you might be asking yourself, like Gabe asked me originally, <laughs> why not call it the cult podcast? And I said, because pop is like pop culture. You said it's still there in the name, We're but being it's, a little, it's cute. It's backwards. It's upside down. It's playful. I don't know, man. Then uh, we've been saying, I don't know, man. And that we hate this name ever since we made it. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I love how. I mean, like, what would you have done differently? What would you call it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Stephen and Gabe's happy fun time. I don't know. The hap, the power hour. The power hour. Something. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that I didn't want to be strictly limited to any specific kind of like genre or uh, limited to one or two things. I wanted to be able to talk about anything that was relevant to us or interesting to us, even if it was, you know, like one of the ideological episodes where we, we get outside and sort of talk about like a, a philosophical concept, you know, which is something else that we do very regularly on top of talking about film, television, video games, music, etc., And then even talk about like current events and stuff. So anyway, that is why we're named uh, what we're named. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's been dying to know. <laughs> I had another question that we could start with. I was asked how we met. How we met? Yeah. How did you meet Gabe? Someone asked me. And I said, that's a very interesting story. <laughs> you probably think it's more interesting than it is. Well, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, how did we meet Gabe? We grew up together. <laughs> <laughs> In a manner of speaking. <laughs> um, well, that, that's not true. Kind of. It's kind of true. It not will- literally true, but ki- but it's kind of like figuratively true. Parts of our minds that were being formed were formed around the same time uh, with each other, side by side. And then we, and then Gabe ghosted me and moved <laughs> okay. on with his life for years. The year for was years. 2013. Okay. Steven and I, despite our massive age gap, <laughs> we find ourselves together at Saddleback Community College. In film school. In film 101. The yeah. beginning of our journey. Yeah. And honestly, I can't remember that part of my life very well, <laughs> but I remember Steven. <laughs> and I remember our first project working together, which I think was at the baseball field, right? Uh, and we, we just kind of got along really well. I mean, we're both tall and hot and white. I forgot we were in... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we were in Film 101 together. Yeah, that was where we but met. For some reason, I was thinking this whole time it was Film 1 where we met. Mm-mm. You're talking... When we did banana, the banana, you wrote the banana script. Oh yeah, that I was. I'm combining the memories, but yeah, we did do that. <laughs> I won, I won that year for being like the best in one best edit, best film. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, the way that I edited that script together and then played it out. Banana. It's on YouTube if anyone wants to see it. But yeah, it's okay. Good luck trying <laughs> to find it. You don't need to see it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. Over two semesters, we we worked a lot together and made, we we bonded, we commiserated really over our circumstances <laughs> and agony. If anyone here has ever gone to any kind of film school, then you kind of get a vibe for. <laughs> there's a lot of difficult people. There's a lot of personalities. The process 
of yeah. making a movie, you run into some interesting folks. So if it wasn't for the interesting folks, it would be an easier process, you know? Yeah, it would be. Anyway, a year later, uh, I, I walked away from my dreams and uh, entered the workforce. I showed up for film two. Lo and behold, no Gabe. Gabe was Mia. I texted you that, missing an that first day. I was like, where the hell are you? I remember a call. I called you? Yeah, you called me. It's like, how are you not here? And, and I was pacing my father's house like, and you're oh. like, oh, I just, I, I just couldn't. I just had it. I just decided not to pursue film and I'm scared and I'm scared. Yeah. So that's how it went. Um, <laughs> and a number of years later, oh my God. seven or eight. I started working at the place Six where we worked together, worked yeah. together. And I was there for like three or four years. I met you once for coffee. In those three or four years. Five or six years. Did we meet for coffee? Oh, we did, I think, at a Starbucks. Yeah. That was Starbucks off of right down there. Currently. Yeah, about six, five or five and a half years later, you... And then I ran into you working at a, a Chinese, Chinese restaurant. food restaurant. And I was like, what the hell are you doing here? I'm serving Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> What's it look like? What are you, stupid? <laughs> I was like, you, you should be and could be doing so much more. Come work with me at the place that we worked. Which Come. Which we'll, we'll pull the veil back a little bit on that as uh, an IMAX company. And so we worked together doing video digital work for an IMAX company for a long time, up until very recently, two, two or three months ago. We were working together for the last, since we started the podcast, basically. Yeah. A um, little bit before that. And then we worked together here and then we decided, hey, we're having these conversations daily, talking about film, TV, media philosophical ideas pop culture and then we're like we should start a podcast because i've always wanted to do it and you're like i've always wanted to do it too i've just never wanted to broadcast myself like that like you just said a few <laughs> moments ago so i was like we should do it and then i forced you into it because that's the kind of personality i am coerced coerced <laughs> anyway that's how we met and that's how this podcast started right before covid yeah we started before covid hit so we had the idea to do the first few episodes as a push for gearing up for the Academy Awards in 2020. And then the parasite run. Yeah. And then we did it. And then, uh, we were playing catch up for some stuff from 2019 at the time as well. Like, yes. In the watchman and, and well, all the 24 Skywalker. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That was a big year. And then, uh, and then COVID hit. And then, uh, then we've been doing this, I guess it kind of documented our time during COVID. I don't know. (laughs) It totally did. (laughs) It totally did. But also another big motivating factor was the fact that it was not just like convenient to record the things we were already talking about, Yeah. but also it was a nice creative outlet because that wasn't always an opportunity we had in our work to be creative, Yes. especially for you in the production of it, because you've gotten to exercise your creative juices a little bit more in that way. Yeah. And I think in a different way, that's a really good point. I think one of the reasons too, that we started it was because we were feeling very limited kind of working for the quote unquote man. Yeah. And so I wanted to do something that was just really free form and a lot more lax. And then I could have fun with just, you know, throwing things together, putting it out there, seeing if anyone cares that whole idea. And Uh, you've done a really, Nice job with the production of this cast. Thanks, For man. those who don't know, Stephen handles like... 99%. <laughs> virtually the entire post-production process for this podcast. And when, when people think about edited podcasts, they might think, oh, you, you know, chop out certain words you don't like. 
I chop out a lot. If you saw my, and, and, and I don't mean that in a, like these podcasts are very heavily edited kind of way edited to alter the points of what we're saying. I just chop out a lot of the, the, in, the, the, the in between space yeah, and like the repeating words and the ums and the butts. And I, i I get very myopic, <laughs> myopic on it. So Gabe's chronic stuttering. We remove that. <laughs> I'm a totally different person. On Gabe, the cast. Ha- yeah. Gabe has a lisp that you don't, you never <laughs> even hear. Cause I edit it out. <laughs> You'd never know meeting me in you real never. life, but I'm the same person from the cult podcast, oh my God. which works to my, I advantage. also intonate his voice like down a couple of the octaves so that people, he sounds kind of like a chipmunk. You know, <laughs> I talk like this in real life. <laughs> my name's Gabe. No, but I, I do do a lot. And then I, that's another thing that we'll, we'll talk about in a second, but we'll come back to the, the editing and what that means we should answer a couple fan questions maybe yeah. wow we're course. really going into it today but first first i gotta find the fan questions if we ever do a sequel cast called the pulp cod the pulp cod cast <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would have been a great name cult fiction that's a badass name for a cast why did you just now think of it i bet it already exists that's oh. the other thing is coming up with the name we like i found that like a lot of stuff already exists and some of it doesn't even exist anymore. It's just like there's like one episode from just there. a podcast that you want the name of. <laughs> yep. No one puts out like the cult podcast. We really do. You know, you want some content? Here's some content. All right. Question number one is like the stereotypical. What is your favorite movie <laughs> of all time? I feel like Nick and, Cage in television show in Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent where he's like, that's what kind of question is that? That's such a hard question. I'm going to snip that out. How do you answer that question? That's my Nick Cage impression. Wow. <laughs> it's basically Owen Wilson. Yeah, it's Owen Wilson. It's a great question. My favorite movie, I'll go because you can't answer, is Jurassic Park. My favorite show is Lost. My favorite movie is Jurassic Park because yeah. it was the movie that inspired me to get into filmmaking when yeah, I was six. The, yeah, at a young age. In 1993. And then I like Lost because, well, for a number of reasons specifically at the time that it came out was the first thing to kind of do what it was doing, kind of doing what became like uh, episodic, you know, narrative storytelling uh, on broadcast television, but it, it could have come out for streaming because it was that kind of caliber and quality and storytelling for character development. And um, if it would have come out on streaming, I think it would have been a lot different, but at the time that it came out, it was the show that was massive and had a large, a draw for for a lot of people because of what it was doing and and I also liked the story that it ended up telling was really about people and uh their brokenness and the importance of relationships and every little tiny interaction even down to like the smallest bumping into somebody on a on a subway or something every interaction is super meaningful and um that's the story that they wanted to tell it wasn't about the mystery box stuff that they introduced throughout the show that was a lot of the hook for drawing you in as the viewer. And it was a storytelling device that they used to tell the story they really wanted to tell, which was the importance of people and relationships. So those are my two favorite things. I love, obviously, a lot of other things on top of that. But if I had to narrow it down to one, it'd be those two. Yeah. I've always said Blade Runner for you. Movie. Yeah, it's probably Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I go back and forth between a couple different iconic Scott or Kubrick films. Um, 
yeah, science fiction from the 60s, 70s, 80s. But at the end of the day, it's probably just Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I love Blade Runner 2049 just as much as the original in a slightly different way. So yeah, that's the short answer. What about shows? Uh, that's that's uh, I don't know. I'd like to say off the cuff that Lost is also that definitive piece of episodic media for me as well, for all the reasons you listed. But even more so, the shows, the content that I like the most is that with rich and and mysterious atmosphere and tone, and that was the immediate draw for Lost for me. And right. Um, it only layered that moving forward. So mm-hmm. it, it could be that. I also fell hard and fast in love with uh, Dark, which is Netflix's production from a few years ago, the Scandinavian time-traveling drama. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that would be my favorite, but... I've also always said my favorite motion picture work I've ever seen is Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. The Return. The Twin Peaks, the original is great too, but you, you know, and you wouldn't have the return without the original, but Twin Peaks, the return is something very special and extremely uh, sensational and surrealist that is quite a journey to behold, especially because a lot of it doesn't uh, make sense for the average viewer or consumer, but that's my personal favorite thing I've ever seen made. I just, as, as far as like filmmaking goes... I don't think I've ever seen something <laughs> like that before. So experimental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, me too. When you, you made me watch Twin like, Peaks. That was like the first thing I made you watch, I think, when... You gave me your box set. You said, did I? watch it. Did I really? Yeah, you did, which is not something you do. Yeah. Because it's so precious I have it on you. Blu-ray. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I went back and I watched the whole thing, and it was, <laughs> is, life-altering. It's insane. Yeah. yeah, and there's other things like I also love dark, and I think the best, like if I was trying to be as objective as possible, I think the best show ever made is Breaking Bad. And I know these like are very, I'm I'm splitting hairs by saying kind of different phrases, but they all mean something a little bit different to me when I say them. You know, the best thing, the best show ever made objectively versus my favorite thing I've ever seen made in motion picture you know, ver- versus my personal favorite television show of all time. Those are all different things to me. Semantics, kind of, a little bit, you know. What's your favorite album? Ooh, of all time? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one? I think I would on closer inspection. <laughs> my favorite album of all time, I would have to say, is probably Mute Math's self-titled album, the first album they put out. Oh, yeah. But I'm a huge fan of Death Cab for Cutie's The Photo Album. Um, even though they aren't fans of that album, they, mm-hmm. Ben Gibbard has come out saying he actually doesn't like that album at all. And I <laughs> find it hilarious, but I don't know. And then I, for like the, like the Beatles, like I fall into the Sgt. Pepper camp. It'd probably be like a Radiohead album for me. And I feel like such a, such a <laughs> stereotypical, yeah, like cinephile saying something like that. But really at the end of the day, that's the kind of thing I come back to. Mm-hmm. Like OK Computer or uh, Rainbows or something. I really like OK Computer as well. I like Nirvana's album, the like, not Utero, but never mind. It is. But I mean, albums of all time. I don't know, man. There's so many. I've been getting so more into music. like the classic rock era recently. Not a Surf's Let Go was one of my favorite albums at one point. 
classic era albums yeah yeah uh tears for fears mm. quadrophenia the who songs from the big chair tears for fears songs from the big chair i like that album a lot i don't know i could i could talk about music for a long time mm. yeah do you play any instruments no 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 you do i do yeah you play several yeah you're kind of a musician yourself i have music before <laughs> i've been in a few bands with my siblings never with anybody else because i i don't vibe well with a lot of people uh to be honest when it comes to music <laughs> you're very particular about the company you keep yeah uh what was another question we had why don't you guys do commercials anymore oh <laughs> uh the simple answer is they take more time to do <laughs> they take a lot of time <laughs> but we do like doing them and you might hear some in the future will there ever be a tcp production Ooh, you like a film will gabe and steven ever make a movie that's interesting um because we have talked about that many times put the money where the mouth is if at some point in my life when i don't have two screaming kids and a wife and a home and two bunnies and a bunch of other things happening in my life and a job yeah <laughs> <laughs> then then just just fake your own death we've gabe and i <laughs> gabe and i have already talked about and come up with um i don't know like between five to ten short films that we'd want to make and put out into the world if if we ever got the time to shoot them but we workshop that stuff all the time yeah yeah totally tcp uh fun fact about gabe oh god here we go what is it Oh, wait, are you waiting for me to answer that? No, I don't know. I, I, I thought it'd be funny to come up with something. I don't have a fun fact about Gabe. Do you have any special talents, Steven? <laughs> My only one that I ever go to is I'm pretty good at yo-yoing. Yes, you are. That is a fun fact. It's like, but it's like, why? You know, why is that? I Another fun fact is I've caught every Pokemon in existence. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna try to find a way to segue into Pokemon for you. It was like what is the great hidden passion of your life? <laughs> and it's the stupidest thing for which you, is why I never talk about it. But it's Pokemon. Oh, for me it's sad. <laughs> it's it's nothing. It's League of Legends. Yeah. Well no, I was gonna say it's live streaming. I'm obsessed with Twitch. Twitch. What but if I started live streaming? Would you watch me? Well, here's the thing. I don't really go for the <laughs> The modern live stream, which is just like living your life on air. I have nipples, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> no. I like, I just like games. I, I like people, I like watching people play games. I find it like comforting. Mm. Sometimes I'll fall asleep to like people <laughs> playing games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also like watching people play certain games, but I've always landed, you know, in more than Nintendo camp. Uh, fun fact about Gabe. Yeah, there is that, none. There are no fun facts. That's not true. Gabe Gabe is okay, one thing about Definitely Gabe, allergic one to thing cats. About, <laughs> are you? Yes. One thing Oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know. What really? about dogs? Uh less deathly allergic. Less deathly. Okay, still one, not a good time. One thing I will say, we should actually answer this question that nobody asked that I will propose now. What is your Enneagram number? And first of all, let's talk about what the Enneagram is. I'll give you a quick rundown. <laughs> this yeah. is becoming an ideal an ideology. The podcast. Enneagram is sort of a way like a personality test to categorize uh, people, but it's in my opinion, the most effective personality test quiz 
that I've ever encountered at like, like Myers Brig or, you know, IQ tests or any other kinds of like, like what are your strengths kinds of tests. The Enneagram is the most effective, most focused personality test that I've ever found. Um, and there's nine numbers. All nine numbers mean something different. Gabe, we have found out, is a nine. We crunched the numbers. And so he, a lot of this self-deprecation facade that he has. It's not a facade. <laughs> <laughs> this is my life. It's 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 because he's a nine. And I, I we talk about it all the time outside of the cast. But Humans boiling down to basic algebra. Steven, uh, I, it's not where I first learned of the Enneagram. But starting to work with him, he's shared with me much of his philosophy on life. And the Enneagram is, is as he said, it's a, you know almost uncanny how... Uh, accurate. Accurate and how everything really can be summed up with uh, mm-hmm. single-digit integers. <laughs> and the one thing about it, too, is for as much as we all act out of one number that we're given or that we are... We also have all of them, so it's not as... We're all, all the numbers. <laughs> it's not as um, reductionist as it sounds, but anyway, the nine's whole thing is every... Well, the, the whole idea is kind of that we act out of different motives or fears or places of, of desire, and... It's in our code. Yeah. Westworld. Yeah. And then the nine's whole thing is that they desire peace above all else avoidance of conflict yeah and they kind of fear conflict so they they try to avoid pain mm-hmm. as much as possible pain conflict anything so they often retreat but they're often become observers because of that and so Gabe is that he's an observer he's uh very intelligent like hyper intelligent because of that well, Whether he, you flatter me. And, yeah. You but, flatter me. The flatter Mine's right? called The Peacemaker. Anyway, That's my title. Yeah. Oh, they all have titles. Yeah. I try to ignore those because to me, they're, they don't mean much. But What's yeah. your number, Steve? And also the numbers have, <laughs> <laughs> and also the numbers have wings. I just yeah. want, so like if you're a nine, you could be a wing one or a wing eight. It's one of the numbers that is next to you. And because like there's only nine numbers, it, it just starts over back to one again. Mm-hmm. My number is eight, and mm. I have a wing nine, which is why I think I relate with you. But my number is eight, which is um, called the the challenger. The challenger. That's what it is. But I don't. I okay. I'll challenge that because I disagree with it. Um, but I uh, he is a powerful, dominating type. It makes you sound like a Pokemon. <laughs> Self confident, decisive. He's a, he's a dark type. <laughs> yeah. He's a- <laughs> yeah. Um, Yep, I'm a challenger, but I don't consider myself one, although I do find myself often in the midst of challenging everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I don't think it comes from a place of, like, I don't have a desire to challenge. In fact, I have the same desire you do. I have the desire for peace. But I also have a desire... Peace desi- through any... <laughs> but I also have a desire to see... Yeah, through peace. disruption. No, I have a desire to bring and see justice everywhere I go, which is why I feel so personally offended every time I see something that seems like there was an injustice. Like, and you could take that all the way down to as simple as something like entertaining, like watching a movie when a movie ends in an egregious manner, I feel personally wronged. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, and And I took that personally. That's where a lot of my passion comes from. Um, anyway, that's a little bit about us. Now, now let's talk about 
the state of what the hell is going on with the cult podcast. The future of the TCP. You may have noticed that we took a little bit of time off in September and October, and now we're really behind and we're trying to catch up. We have a lot of stuff recorded, and I'm trying to crank it out as fast as possible. I'm forcing Gabe to write all the bios and download all the songs for me. We're pumping. But, yeah, the reason is because I, as we have talked about over the last, I don't know, six to eight episodes, recently switched jobs. So Gabe and I no longer work together at the IMAX place. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's honestly really sad. It was the hardest decision I've ever had to make. No, it, it was not the hardest decision, but it was it was very difficult. And it's been difficult not being able to see my best friend every day. It's true. Uh, for a number of reasons, because it's just fun to be around your best friend. Yeah, it's true. And it was also because we were in close vicinity a lot, we were able to record sort of in the in-between moments of working in a, in a, in a work day. And we're no longer able to do that. So now we're trying to figure out how to record, when to record. I'm trying to figure out when to edit more. And because time is more limited, we're no longer working together. A time for recording is limited. Time for editing is more limited. The future of the podcast was in question for a while. And what that means going forward is least the way that I see it right now is there will probably be less uh, analysis episodes, which are kind of the more long form episodes where we intercut a lot of the music and really try to pull something apart and a lot more review episodes where they're shorter, quicker to the point. We just talk about something and we move on very linear. Yeah. Um, and, and the whole point of it for us is to, again, be creative have fun to keep the conversations going and I'm still having fun doing it because I'm still, you know, I'm finding myself wanting to be creative in other ways at my current job, which like I said, I transitioned to a couple months ago and I still want to keep doing it. And Gabe does too. Yeah. Uh, until one of us clocks out yep. for good. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that's the state of the cast. And I think what that will look like for everyone is that we have shorter episodes, the review episodes where we just talk about it. And we, I still want to have a lot more, you know, philosophical, ideological discussion at some point, but there'll probably be a lot more few and far between. And we'll probably be more focused on film and TV and trying to keep up on all the media that's coming out all the time. Yeah. And that also means probably that we'll hear less guests unfortunately, because trying to arrange all of that on top of already trying to schedule time to record just but with the two of us is uh, difficult. So we'll probably hear less guests, shorter episodes, but we're still going to try to keep going. Yep. So that's what's going on. That's what's up. That's the state of the cast. That's what you should call uh, it. Yeah. So that is our little cult podcast episode life update life update for those who care yeah for those still listening after 200 episodes of this yeah happy 200 yeah happy, happy 200 to happy you birth happy of the anniversary cast. oh there it is uh yeah it is a milestone it is a stone who would have thought you know <laughs> who would have thunk i don't know i'm not thinking now here's to another 200 <laughs> I do. I would be fun to get to the point where we make 999 because I think at, at that point your podcast just like 
it starts getting rid of all the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. Like you start losing your episode one at that point, you know, when we cap out, if we get to that point, then it would be fun to do we like a, <laughs> do something else. But yeah, let's just go till the next Bong Joon-ho movie. We just got the <laughs> teaser. Trailer. Yeah, yeah. For Mickey 17, which I think he hasn't done a movie since Parasite, right? Is that Gosling? No, it was Pattinson. Pattinson. Um, but that's March, 2023. So maybe we'll end the podcast then and do a new one. No. Or sorry, 2024. Actually, it's a year and oh, it's three over months away. A year away. Yeah. Wow. Pretty blue balls on that one. But we got Dune in November. Less than a year. Eleven months. We got another Nolan flick next year. Another Ari Aster, I think. There's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, 2023. Marvel's be in full swing. Have we done a Fableman's cast yet? No. No. Anyway, we will talk again soon the next episode you will hear is werewolf by night nice that was good